Hi, I'm Terry, Instagram's sassy sober mum. Welcome to my podcast, Sober Stories from Everyday People, bringing you stories from people just like you and I. The aim of this podcast is to share our experiences with drinking and how we got and stayed successfully sober. Have you got to the point where you're really ready to stop drinking? Can you admit, hand on your heart, that you cannot moderate and there is no point forcing yourself around and around the Ferris wheel? Do you want to get sober but don't know where to start? Or do you wish that you could get some positive results this time? In my private membership group, Thrive, you will find the recipe to get and stay successfully sober. Thrive offers wonderful support, guidance on how to start, how to get past specific challenges, and it also includes weekly Zoom meetings. There are many people that have joined Thrive on day one, and now they're celebrating milestones they've never achieved before. Visit www.sassysobermum.com thrive for more info or to sign up. Hello and welcome to Sober Stories from Everyday People. Today I'm talking to Katrina who's in Glasgow in Scotland and she's been sober 21 months today which is amazing. Thank you so much Katrina for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me on Terry. I've been really looking forward to it. Oh, it's my pleasure. I can see you're beaming there on the camera, <laughs> smiling away, you're ready to go. Uh, so yeah, why don't we get to know you a little bit? Why don't you give us a bit of an intro as to who you are, you know, what you do for work, all that sort of stuff. No problem. Um, what well, you say is my name's Katrina. Um, I'm 39. I'm going to be 40 in August. Um, it's approaching fast. Um, I'm married to my husband, Chris. I've got two teenagers, Debbie and Keen. Um, they're 16 and 17 this year as well. Um, I work in a call centre. I've worked there for about the last nine years, but I'm actually just changing my job. I'm changing my job on the 10th of July. I'm actually starting as a recovery worker, which is uh, oh, something no. that, yeah, um, obviously, as, as you say, I'm 21 months sober today, so kind of changing my full lifestyle um, and my full life's kind of been came, kind of been sober and recovery and stuff, so... I get a chance to get a job and I was terrified, but I have took it. So I'm really looking forward to getting started on it as well. Very different to what I'm used to doing, um, but uh, it'll be good. That is amazing, isn't it? I love mm-hmm. that. I love that you can stop drinking and it just can open up so many opportunities. And, oh, you know, absolutely. Yeah, here you are going into, into this new role. If you don't mind me asking, what will that role be like? Will you be working in a kind of centre? Will it be young people, mixed ages? What's the setup? So it's working in the community. So I'm going to be working with young adults between 16 and 25 um, on a one-on-one basis. It's called a recovery navigator I'm going to be. So I'm going to help, um, as I say, kind of young adults with any kind of addictions, mainly alcohol and drugs and stuff. Um, obviously, I'll, I'll get a good bit of training and stuff myself, as I say, because it's quite different from working in a call centre. Um, but I, I'm, I'm up for it and I'm, I'm ready to go, so I'm really excited. Oh, that's amazing, Katrina. I'm, so, I, I, that's, I'm excited for you. What a brilliant and rewarding thing to do. 
you know, mm-hmm. like your next step, not just for yourself, but, you know, to be able to give back like that. I think that's yeah. lovely. Oh, well done. Um, cool. All right. So why don't we go back to the beginning? What was your life like with alcohol? Mm-hmm. No problem. Um, so as you mentioned, I, I stay in Glasgow. So the kind of culture, uh, probably the UK, especially kind of Glasgow where I'm from, um, I started drinking when I was about 14, 15. Um, just your usual kind of stuff down the park with your friends, going to the ice skate at the weekends. Um, I so I started drinking for, for quite a young age. Um, it didn't really bother me. Um, I, didn't, I didn't think I had any issues or anything like that when I was younger. Um, probably most of my teens was just your usual working all week, seeing your parents going out drinking at the weekends. Um, that was fine. I, looking back now, um, I probably had a bit of an issue with, with alcohol because I've never been one of these people to anywhere I know where they stop um, <laughs> even from a young age do you know yeah um, I was always I was always the drunkest do you know and I, I wanted to carry on I never wanted to go home or, or whatever I just never had that off switch which I think a lot of people doing what I'm doing now uh, a lot of people don't have mm. so um, I used to say when I was younger and stuff it, didn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't really an issue just I was just doing what every kind of young person my age was doing um, I had my first uh, child when I was 23 and then I had my boy the following year so my, my drinking kind of still um, still drank it. I was never ever been a, day, a daily drinker I always drank at the weekends um, just any the kind of cycle like I've been working hard all week I deserve this this is my time to get, get drunk at the weekend mm. um, and I, I think that's that's something like kind of that's at the mummy wine culture is it what they say mm. um like you, you kind of deserve a wee drink after you, you feed your kids yeah you're, you're working your your weekends are for you kind of thing yeah um as, as the kids got older um and stuff I say I, I, I've people you hear people say obviously hitting what what with things like that never really happened for me um it was just my, my drinking was making me feel really really bad um it was having such a bad effect on me mentally um Looking back now, I probably should have stopped drinking a lot sooner than, than what I did. Um, but as I say, I, I carried on um, right through kind of my, my 20s, my 30s. Um, drinking, it was, as I say, it, it was binge drinking I, I was doing. It was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, then the kind of the week after it, it would be low moods, depression, anxiety, hating myself, the absolute fear. Um, I'm a bad mum. I'm just hated myself Terry and it just it really got got to the stage that I was in this kind of cycle and I, I didn't know how to stop I, I didn't know I knew that I had to stop drinking but I didn't know how I know it sounds silly but you'll probably understand what I mean oh totally um like when when the lockdown hit that's probably when it really kind of got bad for me um obviously the kids were off school I was working for home we were off work for a while um great idea me and my husband built a bar out the back as well so we had we had drink on tap we had it all set up lovely right enough um all your, your pumps with all your, your kegs and everything like that so it kind of turned any we could go and have a wee drink whenever we wanted um but and my binges were kind of getting longer then and my hangovers were getting worse mm-hmm. and the, t- the time to, for me to, to kind of function was um was it was, t- was taking longer um probably towards the, the last year of my drinking, I would say, Terry, there, there was never a time where I woke up and I was like, oh, God, I had a great night and I'm, I'm glad that I drank last night. Mm-hmm. Every single time I've done it, I woke up wishing that I hadn't. 
Um, it was just the, the pure fear. It was it was getting to the stage that I, I was drinking and I was getting anxiety when I was drinking because I knew that I didn't want to be doing it. Yeah. But I, I didn't know how... It just sounds so silly unless you've been in the situation. Like, I, I just didn't know how to stop. Mm. Yeah. I, th- I think that's so common, though. You know, it comes mm-hmm. up all the time and... I think I was the same as you. I've mentioned it before in this podcast. I reckon there was a good 10 years of where I was in caught in the revolving doors of Mm -hmm. really kind of wanting to change, thinking that alcohol was probably to blame for a lot of my problems, but then also being very wrapped in denial Mm -hmm. and just that fear of like, well, what happens if I don't drink? My whole life is gone. And so it doesn't sound stupid at all what you're mm-hmm. talking about. I think lots of people get trapped in those revolving doors, you know, like half in the old life, half really wanting the new way forward, if you like. Um, and that's really, really difficult, I think, to get out of the revolving doors and step into the sober foyer. <laughs> that it takes a lot, it takes mm-hmm. a lot to get to that place. And then not only do you actually finally get in there, you've got to stay there. so you can't underestimate how hard that is I know it's so easy we're so good at shaming ourselves Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, absolutely but but actually what you have achieved and I have achieved and the, the people listening to this podcast are achieving or have achieved or want to achieve it's it is tough to you're basically you're taking a completely new route through life that you've never you've never done before. So that's 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 hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what lockdown as well? You know, uh, it comes up all the time um, that lockdown was was a period where it was almost like there was an additional layer of validation to just get <laughs> battered. Do you know what I mean? Like I when you were talking, I was thinking to myself. I wonder how many people designed their own garden bar or garage mm-hmm. bar in that time because it it was drinking got us through a lot of us. Mm-hmm. I, I was fortunate I actually had stopped drinking before COVID and I, you know, I'm really grateful for that because I I definitely would have fallen off a cliff, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, lockdown has changed a lot of people's drinking. But I do think that there's a lot of positives coming from that in that I think people maybe opened their eyes up a bit more during or after lockdown, just thinking this is getting out of control now, like I need to mm-hmm. stop and I really need to do something, where maybe it might take people another 10 years had it not mm-hmm. been lockdown. So that's kind of the positive, I suppose, in in that story. What made you stop? What happened on the day you woke up and thought, right, that's it? On the day that I stopped, um, there had been many kind of failed attempts leading up to that. Um, as I say, like if I'd been drinking all weekend, always the Monday, the Tuesday, the shame and anxiety, I would, I would swear off it and I, I would really mean it. Um, like sitting in tears, saying to my husband, like, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to get fat. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do this, do that. And then by the time the Friday came, I would forget how bad I felt and then I would, I would be back to, oh, it wasn't really that bad, I'll just have a drink. But on the lead up to me stopping drinking completely, um, it was our anniversary on a couple of years ago, it was 2021 I stopped, so it was the August time and it was a really kind of big blow out there um, and I made myself really ill to the point that I was out again for about a week um, and I swore off at the end, I thought, right, enough's enough, I'm not going to be drinking anymore. 
and I, I did mean it, and I, I done well. Um, I actually went and started a wee twelve step program. Um, kind of got touched in different kind of sober groups and podcasts and things like yourself and um, online and stuff. And I, I lasted about seven weeks. Um, and me and my husband had went to a festival where I'd planned not to drink. I, I took the car and everything. I drove to the festival um, and I was there for about half an hour. And I thought, oh, I'll just have a couple. I'll be fine. Mm. And that was me. That was me away again. And it was that weekend. It was a September weekend. We'd get went out the next day. And I thought, well, I actually had a couple of drinks last night and I wasn't too bad. Do you know? And it wasn't even the worst time that I'd been drunk or my worst hangover or anything. We went to Glasgow shopping the next day, went for a lunch and everything. And I was like, oh, do you know, maybe I, I've, I've learned how we control my drink now because I was yeah. out last night. I feel no too bad today. So I, I know how we moderate now. I'm a genius. Do you know, I'll be able to do all this. And um, then we had a few drinks in the town, came back, and that was me again, drinking right up to the next day. And as I say, it wasn't even the worst that I'd been to any, or the drunkest I'd been or the worst hangover. But when I woke up in the Monday... I just knew I was done. I was like, I cannot do this to myself anymore. Yeah. I just just hated myself and I couldn't believe. And my daughter was upset because I'd, I had been doing, I hadn't drank, as I say, it was like seven weeks and everything was going great. Um, I say, I never ever lost my job or my house or anything like that. It was just, I, I was mere present. I, I felt good. I was out and about doing things. I wasn't mm-hmm. rushing home. We got the kids home at the weekend to, to have a drink because I was dying for a bottle of wine or, or whatever. But, that that morning I woke up, I, I knew, I thought, if I don't stop drinking now, it's, it's not going to end well because, as I say, my binges were just getting longer, even though I thought that I could moderate. Yeah. And and I kind of kidded myself on that if I stick to certain drinks or if I only drink things or only drink at the weekend, and but it, it never, ever worked. It, it didn't matter how many regulations I put around about my drinking, I, I could never stick to them. Mm. Yeah, moderation is such trickery, honestly. It, just, it definitely is. You ju- it's just so unachievable. Um, there's always a price when it comes to moderating. And I think it, I know I got caught up in, oh, but I'm doing really well at moderating now. But there's just so much mental obsession that goes mm-hmm. with moderation. So even though you're not actually physically pouring, the drinks down your throat you're managing to like really hold on and control yourself it's just a miserable existence it's exhausting it's exhausting. exhausting yeah mm-hmm. and and it's kind of when I look back now I think why why did I want that so much you mm-hmm. know you don't see it when you're in it really no but mm-hmm. and you and and we're so good at telling the stories as well you know convincing everyone but I'm you know I'm doing okay and I or I'm, moder- mm-hmm. I'm moderating okay and when actually there's just there's nothing you're not gaining anything it's just completely always taking away from you that mm-hmm. process yeah um, so it's kind of on that monday morning whatever happened something shifted for you it sounds and it was almost like that switch had been pressed that said you cannot moderate you're never going to manage it Mm-hmm. Did you feel yep. like did you feel like you were kind of giving in then at that point? Like did it feel like a sort of surrender? And I don't mean surrender in obviously you've you've got some recovery or AA experience, but you know, when you surrender to God or high power, what I mean is you just you almost surrender in yourself that mm-hmm. I've got to yeah. give up this battle because I'm not mm-hmm. it's a losing battle and I'm not winning and I won't ever win. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, what what I felt was, and this is the way I always describe it, Terry, is it was like a weight lifted off my shoulder. Yeah, um, I I knew then that I had a drink problem, and I knew that I couldn't stop myself and I couldn't stay stopped. And it took me a long time to to admit it. But and I always say, like as I mentioned, it, it wasn't the worst that I'd been drunk or the worst hangover or anything. I just knew that I was done. I was absolutely yeah. done in, and I just thought no. But I think, as you see, you, you convince and try and lie yourself for so long because all I ever wanted to do was to be able to drink and be all right, like, to control my drinking. And But I, I never, ever could. Like, I had enough evidence now to, to prove that it's never going to work. Yeah. But as many times that I tried, so for me to eventually go, do you know what, I, I can't drink anymore. Like, I've got an, an issue with alcohol. I need to stop. I need to get help. I need to stop. And I need to sort myself out. It was. It made it easier for me. I wasn't kidding myself on anymore. I wasn't thinking, oh God, I could maybe just drink, drink on a Friday and I could have this and the, the mental argument with yourself all week. Will I drink at the weekend? Will I know? No, no, I know that I, I can't drink. So yeah. it kind of made the decision up for me. So it, it's yeah. it's easier now because I don't I don't have that thought. Yeah, can I? And I know I just know that I can't. So that's it. Oh, I love that. I I really really connect with what you're saying. I was the same. Um, in that I just woke up and I couldn't do it anymore I had got to that point where I realized I'd never moderate it felt like a relief um I was I was also quite excited by it mm-hmm. in in some ways although I was obviously anxious and nervous and things like that as well but I just knew that that was it you know mm-hmm. I had that feeling early on and it's different for different people right some people go into sobriety they have they don't know where the end will be for them that maybe they're just going to try it you know I mean different people go in for different reasons sometimes people worry that they're never going to feel like they'll never want to drink again and you know it's all that stuff but for me I just thought this is going to be hard yeah this is going to be complete life change I'm really quite scared about it but I'm there I'm not doing it again. Like I, mm-hmm. I, got, I got to do whatever it takes to achieve this and mm-hmm. hope that I can be happy. It was kind of like a blind faith thing, I suppose. I mm-hmm. just knew there had to be a different way. So I really, I really relate to that. Um, so for you, I think that feeling or that knowing, that deep knowing, probably carried you into sobriety. Um, and kind of really set you up initially for success compared to the stint before, which was the, probably the difference. Maybe mm-hmm. the stint before you knew you wanted to stop, but, but perhaps there was that thread of hope that might mm-hmm. be one yeah. day I'll just learn how to drink better. And I see that in 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 people a lot. And that's okay. And sometimes that thread can be disconnected, I think, in the process or sometimes and well quite often people might have a kind of slip up or they'll go back to drinking and they'll they'll scratch the itch one last mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. before they really realize oh for god's sake you know it just pulled me back in thicker and faster mm-hmm. and harder than before yeah. and i've not learned anything mm-hmm. <laughs> and then bang you make the decision um so other than that what else did you do to support yourself in this successful stint that you're in so, as I mentioned at the start, um, I kind of joined a 12-step recovery um, programme, so I'm in, in a fellowship. Um, 
the, the first time I originally went to it when I said I had the seven week kind of sobriety, um, I, I had really went because I didn't I didn't want to stop drinking. I wanted to learn how we drink normally. That's what I thought. Yeah. If I go here for a couple of weeks and then I'll learn how we drink and everything will be fine. Um, after obviously my last September became drinking, I knew that was going to be the case. So that was kind of for the September. Um, I went back. Um, I was going to a lot of different meetings. I was doing stuff online. Kind of just threw myself in it, Terry, to be honest. I was I was reading books. I was listening to your, your podcast, which was great for me. All these different things I was doing. Um, and getting connected with sober or like-minded people, which was I think was was absolutely key for me. Um, f- from the kind of September to the December, um, the first three months, it was it, it was hard in the sense like I didn't know I didn't know what my life was going to be like without drinking because I drank for I was so young and I'd always been a big drinker. Um, so. I can remember it was coming up to the Christmas and I was just focused, like, I wasn't enjoying myself. I just wanted everything to be by way. And I just, my main focus was don't drink, don't drink, don't drink, don't drink. That's all I just kept thinking. Like, if I don't drink today, and I'll be fine more. If I don't drink this weekend, that's another weekend. But as I, as I started to, to get more confident in it, um, and I got by my first kind of Christmas and New Year, I thought, God, this is actually all right. I, I, I think I can do this, do you know? And... I started to get kind of more confident. But see, in the first three months, what I found was, because I wasn't a drinking terry, all I'd done was eat. I don't know if you were the same. It was chocolate, crisps, takeaways, pizzas, everything. So by the time after the kind of new year came, I thought, right, I'm three months sober now. I need to kind of sort out what I'm going to do going forward. Right, first of all, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get back out walking. I'm going to look after myself. I'm going to get myself on a diet. Um... And different things like that. So that was kind of mostly my, my kind of last year. Um, the first six months to say anyway, I ended up with a bad knee injury, which I had an operation on, but um, I'm still kind of getting back in it now. But um, definitely kind of sticking to like, the fellowship, meeting like-minded people and stuff, that helped me so, so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I still go away on my, my different things. Um, today I've actually set up um, my own wee podcast, which I mentioned to you that I do that as well. And I started my own wee recovery group. Oh. It's no kind of. It's only me doing it. As I said, I always tell everybody I'm not an expert or anything. I just want to help people because I know how bad it is and how shit you can feel. And I, I don't want anybody else to feel like that. Oh, so I do so a wee, nice. um, I do a wee recovery group every second week. It's actually on tomorrow night. Um, and I've got a great wee group. Um, usually between ten and twelve people come. As I say, it's no affiliated with AA or any other kind of program. It's just me. People come and have a wee bit of a chat and get support, and it's gone really, really well. Oh God, that's so amazing! Makes my hair stand on end when mm-hmm. I hear you doing that. That's so nice. So is that is that a face to face group? Yeah, a local yeah. group. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, Where do you yeah. do it? Is that in a sort of local? I do it. My, my friend runs a business. Um, it's like a kind of well being centre called Weber. Um, it's just it's not far from me, so I, I get to use a wee hall in there. Um, every mm-hmm. second Wednesday night. And I've got a wee private Facebook group where people have messaged me and people I've not met before have came. Some people I know, some people I don't know. Um, and it's it's turning, it's just a wee safe space for people that they can come. And it's not as if like, people need to come and identify as an alcoholic or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you, you think maybe if you want to have a break off the drink or you're having some issues with alcohol, I yeah. feel like um, speaking about it to people that's been through the same really helped me be- because... A lot of the, the times before I stopped drinking, Terry, I knew that I had to stop drinking and, and I was scared to tell people because I think as a mother, you, you have that feeling 
like I can't go and speak to anybody because I'm going to think of my bad mum, my kids are going to get took off me or mm-hmm. I can't tell people at my work that I'm struggling or mm-hmm. things like that whereas I think it's not like that people need to know that you can come and speak to people about it and say I'm not a professional or anything but if I, if I can help somebody or give them a wee bit of advice that's, that's what I enjoy doing Oh I think that's amazing I think that's amazing and I, I really feel as well like helping others really elevates your own healing journey Mm -hmm. and I found that so rewarding the more I help the more I get back and the more I want to give it's like Mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to know when to switch off you know Mm -hmm. I'm still writing to people on Instagram at 11 o'clock at night my husband's (laughs) like come on like (laughs) I'm over here hello Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um it's it's a lovely thing to do isn't it and I think people just like people that listen to this podcast or other podcasts or or are in groups people just want reassurance that there is a way through it mm-hmm. and that they're not on their own that's it that's it definitely is and people aren't on their own like this this thing whether it's goodness I, I I say you know we're obviously talking about alcohol here but I'm realizing that it doesn't matter what the thing is whether mm-hmm. it's alcohol or it's food or it's drugs or it's overworking or mm-hmm. sex addiction or uh, gambling or mm-hmm. you know we want to feel better you know mm-hmm. as humans we're just trying to feel better we're just trying to cope so you know it doesn't matter what those things are what, what we don't want to feel is that we're on our own in this mm-hmm. and like you say being able to be in a situation where you can share or or hear other people's stories, learn from the people, it really does reduce the shame, I think, that you can mm. feel when you're in that situation yourself. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a, a lonely place. Um, when I think back now, I wish I'd uh, can I ask for help or I'd, I'd kind of took steps, but, but you, you don't know what you don't know, as I always say. Yeah. But um, I think kind of getting help and, and admitting to yourself and going speaking to somebody it helps so so much yeah it does there's a there's a huge amount of comfort in that mm-hmm. isn't there um oh so what do you think for you was the most difficult bit for for me can I get in sober um I'll, I'll be honest with you I, I've not found it too hard there has been things that I've struggled with um I think it's probably a wee bit different for me as well because I wasn't physically addicted to alcohol. I didn't drink every day. Um, I drank at the weekends, but it was what did I do with my weekends now that I don't drink? Mm. Do you know, like me and my husband, we love going to like gigs and festivals and, and nights out and stuff. But to start with, I, I didn't want to do anything because I was just that fixated on I don't I don't want to drink and I didn't want to get tempted to, to drink. Because yeah. I knew, obviously, with the festival scenario yeah. the year before. So um, the the first, when I, when I started kind of going out to start with Terry, that there was some times, and I'll be honest, I was quite frightened um, because I don't know if you've kind of felt the same do, doing things. Like, it was as if I was doing things for the, the first time ever because I was seeing it through sober eyes. Like, normally, if I was, if we were going out in Glasgow, I would maybe have two bottles of wine before we even left the house, you know? So you're going out and you're drunk before you even go. But getting it sober um I did struggle with that it was like as I say almost I was frightened um like in big crowds and 
just noticing everything and and yeah. in, in that way as well. It's good because like if we've got any kind, me and my husband's got any kind of walking and he's in a hill walking and stuff. So doing things like that, it's like oh, I'm like look at the sky, look at this, look at that log, look at the the trees, oh. and we just appreciate everything so much yeah. more. Which things I, I would never even have noticed when I was drinking. So funny that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I, it's so weird. I just feel like the what you look at the world. And it just, all of a sudden, it just appears to be in HD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, like, that's exactly what it's like. How have I missed all this stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, what have I, have I been living under a rock for 40 years? I, it's, and it's like, I just wake up every day and I've just got so much gratitude. Like, yeah. and I, I'm just so grateful for everyone. I'm even like, take my wee dogs a walk and I'm looking at everything. I'm like, God, I'm just so happy. I'm I'm so grateful that this is my life now. And um, I try to dwell well in the, the past, obviously. Like it's always good to revisit, I think, because it was always reminding me what I don't ever want to go back to. Yeah. Um, but I just think like now, like even as I say it's 21 months, it's nearly two years. Um, yeah. it's just a completely different life for me now. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it, that you can do something as simple as just removing alcohol it, it can change your life so much mm-hmm. I think I know. If, if you've been a regular drinker because I have this conversation I've got friends that don't uh drink a lot really or don't drink a lot now and or that maybe they haven't drank as much you know in the past and I can tell that they just don't get it they no. forget mm-hmm. what it's like to feel really weighed weighed down by this mm-hmm. thing these chains around your neck even if it is just every weekend you know for me mm-hmm. it was a few nights it was maybe four, I drank four, about four nights a week mm-hmm. um I kind of like stretched my weekend mm-hmm. <laughs> I, sometimes the Friday to the Sunday night, you know? Yes, yes. Hard going, aye? Yeah. Mine would be like Wednesday to Saturday or Thursday to Sunday. That would be my kind of weekend, in inverted commas, drinking. Um, but I think that they don't they don't really understand. And I think sometimes they think, but, you know, it's not it's not that much of a big deal, really. No, you know, no. I, I, you know, they say, oh, I don't really drink that much. And, you know, I'm not feeling all these you know things and it's it's been interesting it's something I've been reflecting on for a while now and I asked myself that question you know would I have had my experiences the way that I have experienced them with drinking or would I change it and I definitely would keep the experiences that I had with drinking because I just don't think I would be in this new bubble of appreciation and Mm -hmm. gratitude had I not felt like I was kind of crawling along the seabed of mm-hmm. shame and yeah. just feeling so bloody fed up over and over and over again and to have kind of done what I needed to do to get rid of that lifestyle and now be where I am now I'd much rather have that than say someone that maybe never drank that much mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know I just, I just feel like it brings an extra layer of richness Mm-hmm. It, it definitely does. I, I follow a lot of people on um, TikTok as well. I love watching people getting sober and things. And like, people just write to them, Terry, like, just stop drinking. And I'm like, God, as if I've never thought about that. Do you know, it's not yeah. just that easy. But like, it, you, people that haven't been through it don't don't get it. They, yeah, they so true. Don't. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when I think now, like the peace and everything that I've got in my life, when I look back, it, all my years drinking, I was living in absolute chaos. Yes. Yeah. Same. And I think that I didn't know what it was at the time, which I now know was anxiety. But that, you know, mm-hmm. that feeling of just, I don't know, trying to process the things that happened or not being able to remember when you were out and you, you know, you drank too much and just, yeah, that that heavy feeling of anxiety getting over mm-hmm. big weekend sessions um, is just, just not having that, that noise and that horrible feeling to have to deal with it's just it's just so freeing isn't it it's just it's lovely it's worth it just for that to be honest um just mm-hmm. not getting anxiety I mean, it's so it's so good <laughs> so what's been the biggest gain for you or you know gains in in getting sober <sighs> we're just that um honestly everything um every, everything in my life's changed um my family life's a lot better. Not, not that it was ever bad, but my husband ended up stopping drinking as well. Um, he's been off the drink eight months, eight, oh, nine amazing. months now. Um, he kind of he drank the, the first kind of year that I'd stopped, but it was getting boring for him as well because he was kind of drinking himself, you know, and then he was seeing, like, how well I was doing, and he's like, like I'm going to start as well. Oh, I'm going to stop, sorry. Um, so he kind of stopped, and he's he's actually just climbed Ben Nevis last week, so he's getting a hill walk wow. and all this kind of stuff as well. So it, it's been amazing for my relationship with my, my kids and my husband. Um, like my, my work life, um, Terry, like, as I say, I worked in my call centre for, for nine years, and I've just plodded along on the phones, and I've been quite happy with that. Like, two years ago, I would never in a million years have thought of changing my job because I didn't have any ambition or drive or, or anything I was just plodding along you know I was going nowhere I was just happy just going through the motions but um doing getting sober and starting to do the working that I'm doing it's gave me a right passion for for sobriety and recovery and everything and I mean getting this wee job doing my own podcasts doing my wee groups and stuff so I everything in my full life's benefited for it honestly and as I say as well the money that I don't waste anymore um yeah. On, on drink, um, we, we were actually at a festival. We went to Let's Rock at the weekend there. And it was my husband and my, my husband's uncle. He doesn't drink either. So it was a great day. It was brilliant. We had our wee juices and a picnic and everything with us. And we went up and we got the kids some stuff to eat. Like £28 it was like, for a bottle of wine. £9 for a pint of cider and everything. And I thought, what? my God, see Honestly, I thought, see if the two of us were here and we've been drinking, we would have spent an absolute fortune. Oh my um, god! So the, the the money thing is is at such a, a difference um, as well because it's a lot a lot of wasted money. I think yeah. we we drinking everything else. Yes, yeah, I I agree. I somehow have managed to funnel that money into other things though oh <laughs> I definitely I, it goes somewhere else but at least it's, it's not going it's going uh, on nice skin drink. creams and things <laughs> now I'm just you know <laughs> under the banner of self-care and but <laughs> yeah I think at the start that's what I was kind of like um, like I'll get a PT I'm going to do this because I don't yeah. drink anymore and then this was like I kind of kind of calm down a bit you don't need to spend all your money because you don't drink now and I'm like okay it's funny isn't it it's yeah um how has it changed the relationship with yourself? Oh, amazing. Um, 
like see see when I, th- I think back now, Terry, right? And I, I've seen a wee it was a wee kind of picture thing I seen on TikTok, and it, it says like I didn't know that I was sick until I got well, yeah. and I, that just it just explains how I feel like um, I hated myself. Sorry, I'm going to get upset here. Um, I really just I just hated um, when I, when I was drinking. I, I just but I don't feel like that now, which is good. But um, I, my relationship with myself, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of myself now. Whereas like, I, I wasn't for such a long time. No, I understand that. I yeah, makes me feel a bit emotional actually. Mm-hmm. I I I just had such a damaged relationship with myself mm-hmm. when I was drinking, and I didn't feel I didn't feel like I had anything to feel good about. Mm-hmm. I it's it's no nice when, when I think now I think God like, I just wasn't looking after myself like uh, the, the danger I was putting myself in with the amount that I was drinking and, and everything as well because as I say like, I, I, I didn't ever know when to stop drinking and I just kidded myself on because I, I didn't drink every day that I didn't have an issue with it when, when I really I really did yeah yeah and I think that's such a beautiful um kind of almost unexpected side effect of getting sober is that you have the opportunity to build such a loving relationship with yourself and you kind of mm-hmm. for me I I feel like I went through this process of almost reparenting myself as well mm-hmm. and yeah. giving myself for things that I'd done forgiving myself for shame that I felt going back in time and telling my young self that I was mm-hmm. brilliant and perfect as I was and that I'm not broken and I'm not a bad person and all those sorts of things that I think just I don't know about you but I just carried those things like rocks on my back mm-hmm. yeah the, the kind of guilt and 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 stuff like that um still sometimes like and we, we speak about it in my group and that as well a lot of people I think suffer with that and it'll be like the most random thing like I'll be lying in my bed and then I'll just think of something like maybe I've done when I was 18 or 19 or something or just something that I've done when I'm drunk and then I'm like I'm thinking about that and it's just the the things pop into my head and then it's just the the guilt and the the shame but I try and do meditations I do a lot of different meditations which help you deal with guilt and anxiety and things like that so that normally helps me but um that that can be difficult at times the same um and I just when I think myself I think God, you, you just didn't really give two hoots about yourself what I was doing. I, I didn't care where now is. I do. I would never I would never treat myself. I, I want to look after myself now, whereas before yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true, isn't it? I sometimes think as well, those sorts of things, those kind of bad memories or bad experiences, I do feel like they float up to the surface in an attempt to try and be healed. Mm-hmm. that's the way that I started to look at those sorts of moments so at first I felt quite alarmed by them like why is that coming up and why mm-hmm. am I thinking about that <laughs> yeah. but I do think there's an opportunity there and I think that our our brains are so they're just they're just so clever and brilliant and they just want these uh you know, experiences to be noticed and acknowledged and healed mm-hmm. and put to bed in some yeah. way. So mm-hmm. 
I think that even just being, even just having awareness and space to let it come up mm-hmm. and be there, mm-hmm. and even just doing that yeah. is so much more than I think we do as as drinkers because as drinkers we're always, you know, it's like the bottom of the well. These things live at the bottom of the well inside of us. And then we just drink, drink, drink. We keep filling up. We can never get down there. We can never get down there. So then when the drink all comes out and and that's it, it's all gone. There's space for this stuff to come up actually to the top. Mm -hmm. Say, look, I'm in here. And, you know, there's opportunity there. Yeah, of course, it might make you feel a a stab of guilt or shame again. But, But I always looked back at those situations. Like I tried to look at myself as a drinker and separate that version of me from the Mm -hmm. brilliant version of me that I am today and that version of me that made those drunken mistakes or those bad decisions or behaved in ways that I'm not proud of that was just a person that was lost Mm -hmm. and that was trying to feel better and I feel like that makes me have a, a, a big sense of compassion Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that person so it's like I you know I'm I'm not a bad person I'm a good person but I was just trapped in a bad cycle mm-hmm. and that's how yeah. I think of it and that just helped me when those things came up I I looked at them through a different lens I looked at myself in those situations in my head and just thought about what was going on in my life at that time what I was running away from how I had a bad relationship with myself and I didn't know Mm -hmm. any better and it just kind of helped me to let go Mm -hmm. a bit of that and I just think that's a useful thing to to talk about because I do think that a lot of people do notice those sorts of things coming up the well to the top and it can get feelings back yeah it is yeah Mm -hmm. and it can be quite disconcerting and bit bit scary and it can make people feel wrapped in the the shame and guilt you know as if it happened yesterday but it is an opportunity to try and process that and it's just about feeling it acknowledging it and can you look at that situation from a different perspective I think that's helpful for people and Mm because I know it's one of the things that people struggle with the most so it's been nice that we've been able to talk about that Mm -hmm. Um, so sounds like you've achieved so much in 21 months you should be so incredibly proud of yourself and I love how much you're smiling and being <laughs> you are you're like you you look happy you know yeah you today I'm very happy very happy yeah, you look it what um what three tips would you give people um to get sober or to stay sober um three tips I would give as don't be scared to ask for help. Um, even as I say, if you don't want to identify as an alcoholic, if you're just a binge drinker or a problem drinker, um, reach out to, there's so many different things, even as I say, people online in that as well. Um, probably as well, be honest with yourself. Um, that was, that was I mean, one of my kind of issues, like um, I just kept, oh I'm fine you know I'm overreacting with things and stuff which I feel it's, it's easier to do than actually kind of face up to you know listen I have actually got an issue here with alcohol um so being honest and I, I always say like people set your goals and and go for it decide what you want to do like I, I felt 
but for me, Terry, like humming and hawing, am I going to drink, am I not going to drink? I made a definite choice no to drink. And I felt for me that kind of cemented it there. I was not in that kind of, as I say, like, all over the place. I didn't know what I was doing. Was I going to drink or was I, was I not going to drink? Because I'd made the decision that I wasn't going to drink again. I think that's that's quite important. When, once you realise you can't moderate or it's you're, you're, you need to kind of stop, then, then make the decision and just... But if you do slip up, which which is something that happens, just get back on, get back on it, and just just keep going with it. Really, yeah, that's right. Don't 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 give up on giving up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, so how can we find you? So obviously you've got podcast group. Um, yeah, just give us the lowdown. So I've got my own podcast, which is on Spotify. It's called Binge with Katrina. Um, I do, I'm only on my third season, but I get a different guest every week. They come on and share their, their experience. And um, as I say, so it's not always alcohol sometimes as well. It's drugs and I've had binge eating and different things like that as well. Um, I've got my private Facebook group, which is called Binge with Katrina. Um, that's just a private group, mostly for, for alcohol. Um, I say everybody's on There's a lot of people on it. I've got over 300 people on it now. And it's basically, it's a great wee support group. Um, loads of kind of different advice and stuff like that on it because I really enjoy that and then I've got just an Instagram page which is Binge um, with Katrina as well and mm-hmm. I, it's really just um, kind of be inspirational quotes and posts and things like that I post on there but I'm on Instagram and Facebook Awesome Binge with Katrina and the podcast name? Is Same that- Binge with Katrina okay. yep. Excellent Awesome Oh well well done for setting those things up I Thank understand you. I understand the effort that goes into things like that and so yeah hats off to you and just yeah good luck with everything I hope that the new job goes really well I hope that you get some exposure from this and other people come and find your support and services and please stay in touch I want to yeah I'll let you know how I go on my new job and stuff I'm excited to see where everything's going to go yeah same and thank you so much for your time today and for being honest and bringing your story to life on my show I really appreciate it no problem Terry thanks for having me absolute pleasure and thanks to everyone else goodbye thank you so much for listening to this podcast if you're interested in being a guest please contact me directly on Instagram by sending a message to at Sassy Sober Mum. You can also find helpful tools and resources on my website, sassysobermum.com. If you enjoyed the podcast and you want to spread the love, please like, share and rate the podcast. I really look forward to next time. See you then.